0: Welcome to Four Points Online. We are so honored that you're with us here today. And if God has used this ministry to change your life, we wanna hear about it. So go to fourpoints.org mystory and tell us. You know what, it's because of your generosity that we are able to expand the kingdom. If you wanna give and be a part of what God's doing here at Four Points, go to our website and choose the safe and secure option. Or you can download our app and give there as well. And now we are so excited about hearing a powerful word from God today. This series is called Counterculture, and I'm super excited about it because we're looking at, in the book of Matthew, one of Jesus' disciples, we're looking at the Sermon on the Mount, and particularly when Jesus said these weird phrases like, well, you've heard this, but I say this. And, and the thing that we're drawing out of this series that we're trying to accomplish is, I don't think Jesus just came to make bad people good, but to make dead people come alive in him. And as a result, the culture begins to change. Watch this. Not to what I think's right, but to what he said, to what he's about, to his way. And so counterculture is about there is a culture that currently exists but we're going to swim upstream as a family, as a group of people and say, we don't care if people think we're crazy because some of them will, y'all. I don't know if y'all are alive today, but some people in your life think you're crazy. Yeah. Today, <laughs> without my help. <laughs> Praise the Lord for that. But this is what culture is. And if, culture is the behaviors, or excuse me, they are the behaviors, and language that define who we are. Culture To define a culture, it's the behaviors and the language that you speak that defines who you are. It's what you're about. And you can be wrong about what you think your culture is about. Because if you say my culture is about this, but you actually live this, that's your culture. Yeah. And so, so what we want to do is we want to look at the fact that there are differences in what we think and what we actually are. And we want to dive into this truth. Everybody say truth. truth. Week one. If you want something different, you got to do something different. So somebody's got to go. Y'all remember it? First. I, I, that was a big hint. Y'all see it. Someone's got to go first. And that's true. You know, in the business world, if you don't believe in Jesus, that's a fact. Somebody's got to go first. I don't know if y'all know this, but, but I have no idea, zero idea, who invented a computer. But I can show you who put them on the counter first, and their name is pretty famous, right? I can show you Macintosh. Because Apple has a pretty good name, I don't know who made the first cell phone or whose idea it was, but but they're doing a pretty good job with these today. Because somebody's got to go first, and and then there's specific things that we got to go first in, and this is this is what today's about to change the culture. Someone's got to tell, say it again, say it loud and proud. Someone's got to tell the truth. The truth. Like so many things run through my mind when I put the truth up there. So many things about the truth because all of us are affected by this so let me start with fun do y'all say stuff like this I'm gonna be honest with you do y'all say that before you get started I I caught myself multiple times this way I say this multiple times this week and my question is why do I say that I, when I'm preaching I actually say this is the truth was the last thing not the truth pastor right you know what I'm talking about like I say all the time, I'm getting serious about a conversation. I said, listen, I'm going to be honest with you about something. And I just thought to myself, do they think that I was lying with the previous statement when I say, I'm going to be honest with you about something, right? We say little things that are funny, but but they're impactful because there's weight behind them. There's a reason that we think we should say, I'm going to be honest with you about something. There's also little funny things that we do like this. You always do this. They don't always do it. <laughs> Someone say tell the truth. That ain't telling the truth. Are y'all with me? Or, or, or this one. Leah, because I know none of y'all have marriage problems, so it's just us. <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus. Leah, you never have whatever it is. Right? I'm not going to give y'all too much in the first part. But, 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 but we, we say something like, like this. This is a good one. This is what preachers do. Today was a powerful message. Telling my preacher buddies this, because preachers lie as much as anybody or more. We, we, it was a powerful message today. Everybody came down front. Now, I'm just telling you, I've never been in this. I said never, y'all are welcome. I can't remember one time that I was in a service that everybody came down front. Are y'all with me? But we would look and say, yeah, but I'm just saying like it seemed like Everybody came down front. Are y'all with me? And that's great that it seemed like, and it was really about three of them, right? <laughs> it wasn't even close. But this is the problem with truth. This is the problem with truth. This is the problem. When it seems like, and then when we give something, and then when we know we're lying. Like I've done this so many times as a pastor. How many people was at your church today? It looks like based on what I saw in the first service, second service, and the kids there, we probably are going to be close to 500-ish. All right? If I tell someone it was about 580, what is that called? Come on, don't be quiet. What is that called? Is that this? Say it loud. No. But for some reason, as long as I'm not outright lying, because it was in the fives, y'all with me? If it's 501 and I say 581, I just round it up. Because I learned in math that if it's at the five, you go to the 10. Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And like we make, we make truth this, this, this thing that's not too important except unless, unless watch, unless someone doesn't tell the truth about you. Because that's when it becomes not, <laughs> they round it up, right? That's when I can get frustrated. You, I can round up. I sprayed round up yesterday. That just came to my brain. There you go. <laughs> I can round up, but you better not. You better not. You can say everybody came down, or I can say everybody came down for it, but don't you say it because you're lying. Because you're lying. And, and truth is frustrating because it, it gets in the way. Like with, with politicians, I'm not calling any one politician out. That was a, a corporate st- st- uh, statement, excuse me. Most, I didn't say all, most politicians, we get frustrated by watching them and going, They're, what are they doing? They're lying. They ain't telling the truth. They said every single person in America needed and they didn't need, or all of them had. And and then there's much bigger things that dive deep. And and we all feel this. And then it gets a little deeper because we feel this, we feel this. At some point in time, I bet some of you had an experience at church. And it's okay, it's gonna be a little tension filled, but I need y'all to lean in with me. That you had an experience at church where someone took something that you said and they used it for their advantage. And you thought to yourself, I don't want to do church anymore because they're liars. Those pastors, those people, they say that they're for people, and they say they're for God, but the reality is they're for fame. They're there they're, they're to get people to get more likes on social media. Can y'all talk to me in here? Has anybody ever felt that way? Hey, can we can we ha <laughs> this is funny? Can we be honest with ourselves? Sometimes that's true. Sometimes that's true. I didn't say about them, did I? I just said sometimes that's true. And I know everybody's felt it at work. Because there's been things that you know that you did well. And it got twisted. And you've looked around and said, that's not true. And then we feel this thing that comes up in us when we know we're right, but when they say we're wrong and we feel this, this deep desire to prove that we're right and to prove that they're wrong and it's frustrating and it's overwhelming. It happens at school, it happens at work and at doggone sure y'all better talk to me if you're married in here and don't leave me up here naked, hashtag naked and ashamed. Like, yeah, listen, it happens at home all the time. Right? All the time. Like, we, we sat in bed one day this week, and we were arguing about something. We both just started laughing because we're like, that doesn't matter. And we really like each other. And we still have to know who's telling the truth. And we, and like, I become Lincoln Lawyer all of a sudden in my bedroom to tell her that she's wrong and I'm right. We try to make sure the kids don't hear it, and they only hear it about four days a week. And it's crazy, right? <laughs> because I've got to be right. Because I'm allowed to tell half truths, but you aren't. Leah, right? And for all of us, this thing just sits and goes, hm, I ain't sure about this. And in Matthew 5, the, the, the header in my Bible says oaths. And this is what's interesting about an oath is we've all kind of done this too. Is, is We've said, bro, that's really true. I swear to... And that's what an oath looks like, right? Or, or this is the ones I love to do. I, I promise... I'm telling you, or my favorite one is, this is a fact. And I and I give this, I mean, if they did the fact check thing, like on whatever those channels are, I, I'd be in trouble because I don't know if it's a fact or not, but I like to drive home the thing. Or my favorite one is, you can ask so-and-so. Why do I need a witness? <laughs> can I get a witness up in here? Like, I don't know why I think I need that, but I constantly try to just give a little bit more of the truth. And, and so oaths is the thing Jesus said, and then watch this. He said again in Matthew 5, Verse 33 says, again, you've heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely. And we're like, duh, Jesus, right? We agree with you, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. In other words, tell the truth. And we all read this and go, if you stop right there, we're good with it. You just said, tell the truth. But he said, but I say to you, don't take an oath at all. Either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is the footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Or by the upstate, because I don't know what else it says, but we should just go with that. Come on, somebody. I was going to say sugar tip, but some of y'all might have been offended, so we'll just keep going. If y'all aren't from around here, that's really where we are. Keep going. Here we go. 36. It's like, this is awkward. He's not telling the truth. All right, here we go. 36. And do not take an oath by your head. I just have to say this. I'm going to keep going, because i got a lot to say in a short time to say Who takes an oath by my head? Like this is weird. Does anybody else think it's weird when you read the Bible? Sometimes you say, Don't take an oath by your head, and like I wouldn't take an oath by my head. I don't understand this, but let's just keep going. That had nothing to do with the message. Don't take an oath by your head, for you can't make one hair white or black. But that is important, isn't it? In other words, when you when you add to what is what is factual, what is truth, it doesn't change anything. So when you say, I guess some of y'all might do this, so I'm just going to throw it in as an addition. When you add to it and say, I swear by my head. Any of y'all? Nobody. Or, or anything else, it doesn't change the fact that you are what you are. So, so he said, let what you say, Jesus saying this, simply be yes or no. So this isn't, this isn't always say yes. This is, this is sometimes the right answer is no. Sometimes that is where the statement of fact is that we can stand on. He says anything more than that comes from evil. And this is where it gets like a little awkward because you're like, okay, Jesus, (laughs) go ahead and tell it like it is. But I want you to think about what this means for just a second. Now look at me. I want you to think about what this means. Because what he's saying here is if you think that you need to explain yourself to anyone based on what is absolutely true, then you will find a way because of who we are in ourselves to manipulate your way into a lie. We will take what is truth and say, well, hang on a second. They heard it. And how many of y'all know that they didn't hear it? And I don't even know who they is. And I don't know who they includes, but I say it. Well, they, all of those people, y'all have heard this before, all of them heard. There were several people. I'm like, name three. Come on, somebody. Name three of them. Name three of the severals. Your mom said something that she liked your message and you wanted me to hear it and you said several people told you and I ain't worried about what your mama thinks, right? But but we like to say all of this additional stuff and it's because of this, it's because of this. This is so important. And this is where I want to sit on the message. Truth is this thing that we create that sounds good, but when it comes to ourselves, we try to convince each other of what we believe, what we think, or where we're going, so in trying to convince you, I add all of these things Jesus is talking about and don't just stand convinced. And if I'm not convinced with what Jesus has said about me, with who I am in him, then I will find myself manipulating with words, adding to truth, building this this chaotic mess that is not even true, and then I wonder this question. Why is it that chaos always follow, or follows around Mark Pangle when he speaks? Why is it that drama is always around me when I open my mouth? I'm telling the truth. But anytime I'm adding to it, I'm creating drama through my lies, through my manipulation, and through my trouble. And this is what I've learned in my life. Some, say, somebody's got to tell the truth. <laughs> this is what we're not truthful about. Everybody say self. Because most of us in this room probably believe that we've told people the truth this week. I hope so. I hope you believe that you've told people the truth this week. And I hope that I believe I have. And I've even learned this. I'm capable of seeing the truth in you. I'm capable of seeing your flaws. I'm capable of seeing... I I even do this. Like when we get in a room and we start trying to figure out stuff, and we try to, try to start diving in leadership-wise or whatever, I, we'll read body language, we'll read all this stuff, and then we'll go to them and say, hey, I see this, is this a problem? And so I can have your self-awareness. I just can't have myself awareness very easily because this is what it takes. This is what it takes. It takes my willingness to look internally in the mirror and say, for 30 years, for the last five years, For the last month and a half, I've been telling myself things that aren't true. I've been believing things that aren't true. And I've been only, listen listen to this, this this is heavy, only listening to people that will agree with me. Because if anybody doesn't agree with me, guess what they are? They wrong somebody because I'm right. And then it leads into these awkward things because to change the culture, somebody has got to be willing to stand in the truth, to tell the truth. And we want to see the culture change. And we all say, we can all agree that we don't like the direction that we're seeing the world in. But we look out and say, somebody, somebody needs to tell the truth. What about you? Well, I am telling you the truth. What about telling you the truth, Mark? And here's how unaware we are self self. Internally, I was about to say selfishly. I don't know if that's right. Internally, this is how unaware I believe we really are. A lot of us would say we are telling ourselves the truth. And there's a trail of destruction behind us. And we're like, what is wrong with all of these people? All these people are the drama in my life. All these people are the trouble in my life. I've been telling them exactly what they should do. I've been telling them that it's their fault. I've been telling them that it's my family's fault. I've been telling them that it's everybody's fault but mine. And I'm not willing to stand in the truth. And even, watch this, when I try to stand in the truth, I find myself in this spiral and I walk out and it's ugly. So let me give you some examples of how unaware we are internally, how how afraid we are to tell the truth about ourselves. Now, if you're a Christian in here, and if you're not, just keep leaning in because I'm telling you, it's going to get good for you in just a second. But if you're a Christian in the room and you know Jesus, most likely, if you spend time with God, you'll immediately say when you do something bad, quote unquote, God, I'm real sorry, right? Because... Because I'm aware that I sinned, and I want God to make me better. So I'll tell him my bad. But I won't do what James 5 says. Confess your sin. That's the half-brother of Jesus, by the way, so I bet that guy knew what he was talking about. He said, confess your sins one to another. It's out of that that there's an anointing to heal. And I don't just think it's healing cancer. I think it's a lot of times healing the things that grip us and hold us down. But but, because we're so aware sometimes of what we actually are, we try to avoid you finding out what I am. So we're not willing to say the problem is Mark. We're not willing to look at a brother or sister to sister and say, I need iron to sharpen iron. I don't need you to think that I'm awesome. And then when drama starts following around my family, I'll start looking and saying, Man, I'm sorry teachers ought to be doing better. And I'm not saying there's not sorry teachers. But I'm saying ultimately the people that my kids spend the most time with are Mark and Leah. And if they're full of frustration and struggle and chaos and anxiety in their lives like was in my house, then I wonder if I have enough self-awareness for where God speaks into your life through somebody or through just what you know by praying, that you can look yourself in the mirror and say, I might be the problem. Can I just say this? I I saw this week a pastor that I really love tweet this and I was like, i might direct. This is amazing. I wasn't driving. Don't worry about it. I just lied. All right, here we go. (laughs) Self-aware. Some of y'all missed it. You'll get it when you get home. He said, if your God never disagrees with you, then you're worshiping a moral version of yourself. If your God never disagrees with you, that is why you lack self-awareness because you try to make you better. And I can tell you this from personal experience, <laughs> my God disagrees with me all the time. Like <laughs> every day. Hey man, great job. We're gonna go this way. But but whenever I try to prove you wrong and I don't stand in the conviction that is Him, that is Christ Jesus, then I'll build the biggest playground of what I want to call truth with one bar of truth in there and a mess of death all around me and get mad that you don't want to climb on it. I'm so full of Mark that I can't see the forest from the trees, but I can see all your problems. And in my own life, I preached this last week at Freedom Church. In my own life, the drama that we had in our home was that Lainey was having trouble sleeping. And it took this come to Jesus time where I realized, holy cow, I'm the reason she's having trouble sleeping because I've shown her a different way to love, a different kind of love than I've shown Haston. And she perceived it, that I didn't love her as much. And you know what I'm supposed to say, but that's not true. But when I had some awareness in my life, what I had to realize is, it doesn't matter if I think it's true. If she perceived it as true, there's truth in it. And I need to deal with that. Watch this, because we all do it, not try to start explaining to her how she's wrong. And do you know what I got really gripped with is this was last Monday. Last Monday, ten, t- uh, about two weeks ago tomorrow. And the thing I got really gripped with is this. She began to make excuses for me about what she was feeling that I pick hasten up and throw but I only hug her. And when she started making excuses for me, this is what I realized. I've created a culture of untruth. I've created a culture where she's got to tiptoe around truth because she's afraid that it'll hurt daddy's feelings. And if anybody in my house disagrees with me, well, then they got to feel it's going to be dramatic. And I realized that that I was asking somebody to go first, but I wasn't the one going first. And that she needed an extra different kind of love in my life. And I felt deeply convicted, y'all. I didn't feel beat up by God at all. I just felt deeply convicted like, holy cow, guess who I found out was the problem with Lainey? Because y'all, I'm telling you, we went through every scenario you can imagine. I wonder if it's school. It must be this play. It must be everything else. The sun will come out tomorrow. She's a little orphan Annie. We got to figure all this out, right? It's going to be great. It's you, Mark. It's you. It's you. You just weren't self-aware enough. And the more I look, the more I realize that sometimes I want a result that I'm not willing to look internally and let God change. And I get frustrated that the preacher can't change me, right? Because his word should be good enough. I should better get enough to have my octane full for a week. And I'm just here to tell you, sometimes mine's not full for a week. So if you need me to fill you, we all in trouble because I will jack y'all up as quick as I'll jack myself up. But we serve one that can. And I really think that the problem with this self-awareness, y'all, the problem that we don't go first, the problem with trying to make oaths or trying to say enough things that I can get you to believe, that I love everybody because sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm just mad. Sometimes I'm just crazy in my mind and I don't understand. Sometimes I need a brother that can pick me up and say, bro, I'm struggling with temptation and I need you to pick me up. I'm struggling with wanting to gossip about these people and I need you to pick me I'm struggling with real life. I'm aware of the mess that I'm in and I need a brother to pick me up and a Jesus to change me because a self-help book ain't ever helped with this and we're mad that they won't tell the truth and they don't know Jesus. Isn't that funny? So one of the disciples of Jesus was Matthew and he wrote the book that we're going through this this month. And another one was John. He's called the beloved. He was the closest one to Jesus. And he has, there's this conversation that I think fits this perfectly in John chapter eight. Look what he says. Jesus is speaking to this group of of religious leaders and his disciples. And he said, Jesus looked at those religious leaders to the Jews who had believed in him and said, if you abide in my words, you are truly my disciples and and you will know the, everybody say the word, Say it loud. And the truth will set you free. The truth doesn't set you free. Knowing the truth is what can set you free. And verse 36 says, and if the son, meaning Jesus, sets you free, you're free indeed. And we have an opportunity to walk in freedom, which does not mean I get to do whatever I want. It means I can know who I am in him. And then I won't want to do some of those things because he'll change my want to's. But the problem is we look out and judge everybody in the world, and we don't even want to judge our own hearts. And it's a mess. Everybody say mess. If you said it just now, you're right. It's you and it's me. I'm a mess in my own self. And when I try to get better, it just gets deeper and uglier. But he says it doesn't have to be that way. The truth can set you free. But there's a problem. I am speaking to the people like myself that have degrees in the Bible and the people that today's the first time you've heard someone preach in a long time. All of us find ourselves in this spiral of yuck, hoping we can convince the world that we're pretty good. This is what Jesus said about that to these religious leaders. You are of your father the devil. Holy moose, right? That is crazy. He just goes in and calls you out. And, you, and your will is to do your Father's desire. Now stop right here and listen to me. All of us would look at Jesus right here and say, I rebuke you. I would never do the devil's desires. Because we think that the devil's going to come like stinking wizard of eyes, right? And, and, and she, he's a witch on this thing. Da-dum, 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 and we're going to immediately know it's him. He's not, he's not that crazy. He's much crazier and much meaner, but he's not going to come with a black hat and, and a broom. And, and you immediately know. The monkeys ain't flying around above you, everybody. (laughs) I wish that it was that easy, right? Because we just go devil, right? And and we'd be gone. (laughs) Satan, right? But the problem is, the problem is, as soon as I say this, most of us in our hearts, we think, God help those those people. God help them. God help those people who, who are following the wrong daddy. And we lack so much self awareness, we don't realize that we're steep, so deep in the mire in ourselves, that we don't realize that the most fooled people in the world are the people that are sitting in churches on Sunday mornings. Because I'm just telling you, if we ever took the words of Jesus and he began to transform our hearts, it wouldn't look the same. We'd start swimming upstream. We start following his word. We start saying, I'm willing to do whatever you say and I don't care what they think. But the problem with that is we can't see it, that it's us. We can just see that it's everybody else. Jesus said, look, the devil was a murderer from the beginning and he does not stand in truth at all. He knows it. The Bible says he knows the Bible. He knows the word of God and he trembles. Y'all listen, I will never know God's word like he does. I need to say that again for somebody. I study it almost every day of my life, and I will never know the Bible like he does. If it's about studying the Bible, he wins the award. I don't care how much knowledge you get, we can be full of knowledge and still be following the wrong daddy. And that's what it feels like. Because he doesn't stand in the truth, he just knows it. but he doesn't know it here. He knows about it. And it says that because there is no truth in him, that's what the problem is. He said when he lies, he speaks out of his own character. And this is the deal, listen to me. And that's why we lie. That's why we twist. That's why we take half-truths and try to back it up with a little bit of truth. That's why we say, I'm gonna be honest with you, because we wanna prove to people that we're right about things that don't matter. Y'all, I'm telling you, when we go to heaven one day, it's not gonna matter if you voted Republican or Democrat. It's not gonna matter if you were white or black or Hispanic or anything in between. It's gonna matter one thing. What did you do with Jesus? And were you honest with yourself enough to say, I'm a mess, I can't do this, but you can. Because I speak out of my own character all the time and I get mad that you pointed out. Because I want you to get lights on me. I want people to celebrate me. Am I proud of this? I'm not, but I'm not willing to hide it. I found that any time in my life that I ridicule and tear people down, this is unbelievable that it was something that, I, that was in me. Y'all listen, let me say it again. Anytime I'm tearing people down, I'm not talking about pointing out truth. I'm talking about begin to tear them down. There was something in me that was out of my own character for I was a liar and listening to my my daddy who was the father of lies. He says, but because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. My God, that defines all of American Christianity. It defines the world. Because we think what he says sounds good and in the southeast we drink sweet tea and we do the Jesus thing. But we don't think we're the problem. We think they're the problem. We think we're the answer. Can I tell y'all something? Mark Pangle's not your answer. And if you try to get the answer here, ha <laughs> ha, survey says you're going to be lost. But he's the truth. He says, which one of you convict, convicts me of sin? I love that because Jesus talking junk and I just think it's cool that Jesus talks a little bit of trash. He says, which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you don't hear them is that you're not of, everybody say of. You might think about him. You might know about him. But he said, you're not of him. You're not of him. I need y'all to know that the goal is not to tell the truth today. The goal is to be of truth, to be about the truth, to be to have the culture of what our heavenly father sent to this earth. Jesus didn't just come to die, he came to live for you. Jesus loves you and he's all truth all the time. He pursued you way before you pursued him and he desires a people, a body, a family of God that will get together and say, we're gonna have a trustworthy culture. But I need y'all to know that trust is the masterpiece built by daily building blocks of, say the word, truth. And if we're not willing to build truth by God building you first, I've got to go first if I want this to happen. And it's got to be God in me, not me trying harder. And if I will do this every day, listen, here's what I'm telling you to be truthful with, you. (laughs) Because I can't be truth with them if I'm not honest with me. What have I done with Jesus? That's the simple question. Because eventually my home will start being a a home of trust. Eventually my church, my life, my world will begin to be trust. And it doesn't matter what arrows of lies come into our life. If truth is our life, if we stand on truth, if we're convinced that he is the way, then I just believe that our God will change the culture of the upstate, one person at a time. I just believe that trust is a possibility, one family at a time. I just believe that God can do exactly what he says he could do, and so much more than my mind can comprehend, but it will never happen in and through my life if I believe I'm the answer, if I believe I'm always right, If I'm not willing to sit down across at a table with people that disagree with me and say, maybe this whole time about politics, maybe this whole time about race relations, maybe this whole time about other things, I've been wrong. Because the only thing that I'm willing to die for is Jesus. It's because he died for me. And he's the only truth. You can have all the other stuff that's public opinion And this is how we know that Jesus is the only way. This is how we know that Jesus is the truth. Because listen to me, it's one thing to think this good idea. And it's another thing that he said it and his disciples backed it up and they lived it. And His thinking on brother did it. And y'all listen to me and they changed the world. They changed the world in their lifetime. What would it look like if we said, Jesus, I'm not right A lot of times I'm wrong. I disagree with myself from months ago. Better yet, 30 years ago. But you're the way, you're the truth, and you're the life, and no one can come to the good Father except through you. So I'm going to look at you. I'm going to let you change me. I'm no longer going to have to be right with everybody. I'm not going to try to convince you I'm truth. I'm going to try to convince you that he's truth because I'm convinced. That's it. And this is what I need from y'all today. We're going to close differently right now because I just believe it's what God wants for this service. As we sing this last song, as we sing this last song, I want y'all to take an honest, listen to me, an honest inventory of your own life and answer this one question. Not do you know about Jesus, because I'm telling you, I believe almost every one of you know I mean, if you've been in church ever, you know about the story most likely. I'm asking you if you know Jesus. I'm asking you if, you've, if you know you because of what he's done in your life. If you've been honest enough with yourself to say, I'm the mess. I'm the one that needs rescuing. I'm the one that needs Jesus to come pick me up and put my feet on the solid rock. I need Jesus to change my life. And so I want you to have a moment while we sing this last song. To do business with God, I'm gonna pray, and as I pray, I'm just asking you to stand. And after we sing, I'm gonna give you a chance to respond. So, y'all stand with me, God, in these moments. As we sing this song, Lord, I just believe that you'll stir in hearts a lot better than I ever could. God, change our hearts to where we can see that we're not right a lot of times, and being right isn't the point. Knowing the truth, Jesus, that's the point. That's what changes everything. And so God, whatever it is in my life, just show me and change me in Jesus' name.